Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, today is a little bit different and today we're being a little bit more, I guess, overt about something that is a a value of ours, which we believe is a godly value, which is this, is that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Or in other words, he's the God of the generations. And so from the very beginning of today, we have been, um, like I said, putting on display or, or giving some of the generations, different people in our church, opportunity to speak and bring a word or be a part of something. So we began the day with, with Eli Robshaw hosting Team Rally. And, uh, and then he, he hosted so beautifully um, Bill DeLuca, who brought the word in Team Rally. And then, and then it's just kind of continued on from there. And we had an amazing 8.30 a.m. service. And so I just want to let you know that's what today is about. We're a church that really believes in the generations. We're a church that wants to invest in the generations, but also set up the generations for the years to come. Jill and I, when we planted our church, we didn't just plan our church for our generation. Um, for our time, for, for, you know, what works for just us and then not think about um, what comes next. But I believe God's actually given us uh, a revelation of the generations, that God is going to work through the generations, that He's going to speak through the generations, that He's going to bless the generations, that He's going to bring forth the generations, He's going to raise up the generations, He's going to do something through our faithfulness now, but we'll see it in the generations. And you see that over and over and over and over again throughout Scripture. So that's what today is all about. And so in a moment, I'm going to have some people come up here and help me preach the message. Okay, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to have three points today. (laughs) But someone's going to help me preach all three points, which is pretty cool. So if you're looking for a title today, this is the title of the message, The God of More. The God of More. I wonder what your faith expectation is of God. I wonder what your description would be of God. You know, if I've been a Christian now, a follower of Jesus um, for over half my life. And if you were to ask me, Matt, tell me who God is, I could tell you all the different descriptions of God. I could go through the names of God. I could describe His attributes. But if I could sum it all up into one saying or one thing is this, God is more. What do I mean by that? Yes, God is love. He's just. He's faithful. He's generous. He's kind. He's awesome. And He's all-powerful. But if I could sum up who He is to maybe someone like a non-believer, I would say, hey, God is more. He's just more. He's more than whatever you've experienced up until this point. And I'd love it if you could write this point down. This is just the one point and then I'm going to get some people up here in a moment to help me. But I want you to, I want you to come around this thought this morning. Let's, never, live, let's ne- never let the level of our faith drop to the level of our experience of God. Never allow your perspective of God to be at the level of what you've already experienced in life. 
And I wonder if you could catch that spirit today, that God is a God who wants to do more no matter what you've experienced up until this very point. Because you might be in here today and you'd be like, well, you know, I have seen God do some things. I've seen some God. But what can happen if we're not careful, if we don't get stirred up in faith, if we don't get in church and allow the Word of God to get in us, that we can start to live our lives just thinking that's what God does, what I've already experienced. But my, my prayer today for our house is, is that we would, we would be a church that looks to God and says, God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do because it's going to be better than anything I've ever seen before. Because that's who God is. He's the God of more. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that over your life today? Do you believe that over your ministry today? Do you believe that over your family today? Parents, do you believe that over your kids today? That it's not going to be as you raise your kids, just like what you've seen done before but God will do more. And I just want to prophesy that into your life today. Online family, I want to prophesy that into your life today, that God is the God of more. Whatever it is, He wants to do more. All right, we need point one. So let's welcome Ruby McKenzie. who's going to come up and preach point one. She's also going to read our scripture. So get your Bibles open, get ready. Go for it, Ruby. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to... Comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I'm going to pray. Jesus, thank you that you're always with us. Thank you that um, um, we get to be at church today. Thank you that you just um, make everybody know what to say about you, God. And thank you that you're just always with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Point one, God is good. And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. God's been good to me with his love. He shares things with me when I pray to him. God's with me wherever I go. He gives me friends. 
God fills everyone's life with more love for Jesus. When you're filled with the fullness of God, you get to learn more about him. You learn that God's in all areas of your life, your friendship, your family, people you haven't even met yet, the people that you want to know about God. God is good. Wow. Everyone catch that revelation right there? It's about as good as it gets. There you go. Number one, God is good. All right, point number two, Parker's going to come up and preach. Good morning, church. All right, write this down, all right? (laughs) God is good at being generous. Ephesians 4. Um, Ephesians 2, 4 through 7 says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. And then in the middle of this, Paul kind of just inserts this. It's kind of weird. I know it says, By grace you have been saved. And literally that's it. He just adds that and and then just goes straight back. It says, And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. So that little thing you just inserted it where he said, by grace you have been saved. Um, I believe he put that in there just as a reminder. And the cool thing about what he's saying here is he's reminding them, hey, this is what Jesus did for you. And he uses the word grace, which... I think a lot of us have different ideas of what that might mean, but I like it to think of it as merciful generosity. And I like to think that we are supposed to look at that as the standard, and that's supposed to be what we apply in our lives, is that we are supposed to be generous and merciful at the same time. Very good. So um, there was a time in my life where, to be honest, I forgot who was in control and who gave everything for me. So my sophomore year of high school, I was completely focused on sports. You know, it was all I thought about and everything I did was centered around it. I thought that it would bring me joy and fulfillment and ultimately decide what I was gonna do with my life. Um, I just wanna take a minute here and kind of just add this in. There's nothing wrong with stepping into the gifts that God gives you. There's nothing wrong with enjoying the blessings and generosity of God, but you have to make sure that your life is centered around God and not around that gift. Learn from my mistake and don't take a good gift and make it a bad idol in your life. So, again, there's nothing wrong with that, but I put that in place of God and I had pushed God aside because I wanted to chase something that I thought would bring me joy and fulfillment. See, I had to realize that God has much bigger plans for me that they're much better than anything I could have come up with or chased on my own. See, I thought this this was everything to me, but it was nothing compared to what God had for me. And the crazy thing is that he doesn't have to do any of this for any of us, and that we are so undeserving of this grace, but yet he, through his generosity, he gives it to us. So good, very good. So God is so generous that he goes out of his way to save us from the life that we chase, which ultimately leads to nothing. 
Just remember that God gave the most generous gift of his son who died on the cross for our sins. And another thing is it's so easy for us to see that as something that happened 2,000 years ago and not really feel the full weight of what it means today. But we have to remember that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so why would we think that he won't be generous to us in the future? Come on. You got to understand that he wants to show his generosity to you throughout your everyday life. And another thing real quick is that never forget where that comes from. Because I think a lot of times we can go through our life and forget like all the gifts that God has given us. And we, I think it's important to remain grateful and show him that we see those things and we're grateful for them. So Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. You see, God has a plan for you that is filled with blessings. It's easy for us to forget that God is in control over everything. And so we try to run our own lives and forget that God has a plan for us. See, we have to understand that it's in his nature to want to be generous towards us. Thank you. So good. (laughs) God is so good at being generous. Um, I think that encouraged me, but my question is kind of, what does that have to do with us? What does that have to do with um, who we are and what God has for us? Um, The scripture today is Ephesians 3, um, 14 through 21, but I'm just going to focus on the last two verses which say, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Um, And that brings me to my point, which is God's blessing is for the generations. And my first thing that I want to go into is, um, what does that mean? Why are the generations important? Why should we care about the next generation? Or why should we learn from the generation before us? Um, I think it's crazy that the story of the New Testament, which is um, the New Covenant, right? There was the Old Testament where... um, We had the Ten Commandments. It was a strict law, right? We had sacrifices that we had to make to God to um, forgive our sins. And then Jesus came and he lived a perfect life and he died. And that is the story of the New Testament, the new covenant of Jesus. But Matthew is the first book of the New Testament. And it begins with genealogy. 16 verses of Abraham, the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. All the way to Mary gave birth to Jesus, who is the Messiah. Um, Verse 17 says, all those listed above include 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the Babylonian exile, and 14 from the Babylonian exile to the Messiah. How would Abraham have known that his obedience to God would lead to the Messiah of the world being born? And that's what's so important for us to know is that God is highlighting the generations from the beginning of the new story. He does not want us to forget what he did through the generations. And I just want to encourage you today that you are a part of the generations as well. What God did through Abraham, I believe that he can do something new because of Jesus through us. And yeah, so that's so exciting. Um, God wants to show us that his story unfolds over the generations. And every person in that genealogy was just as important as the last, right? None of this could have happened if one person's life hadn't been lived out, right? Like if it ended at, let's say, Perez, like 
where would we have been? What would have happened? Like, God's a restorer, but who would have thought that from Abraham would come Jesus? Um, but yeah, I want to read Ephesians 3, verses 3 through 4. It says, As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. Um, Paul is talking about how God is doing something new in this time where he wrote Ephesians. And I believe that God is doing something new in our generations, that he has something new for us, a new word, new power to pour out over our generations. Um, So have confidence in knowing that he is revealing his plan to this generation. I believe it's something big and something new. And each one of you are part of it, whether you're old or young or somewhere in the middle. Um, Don't be discouraged if you weren't taught or if your parents didn't teach you or if you didn't learn from the mistakes of your past or if you don't have the life that you see other people having. Um, There's a testimony in my life. Um, My great-grandpa Ivan was a man of God, a man after the Lord's own heart, and he had 10 kids, my grandpa being one of them, and my grandpa had my mom, and my mom had me, and I believe that we have generational faith. And my great-grandpa, how would have he ever known, having 10 kids, that one day, um, we just had his funeral, he turned 100, and then he passed away, he's with the Lord, praise God. Um, But he had over 100 family members at his funeral, and almost every single one of them is a Christian living after God's own heart. Um, And I believe that that can happen in your life, too. That if you feel discouraged that you didn't learn or that your family doesn't have generational faith, you can be the seed that is planted for the future generations. Come on. And if you feel insignificant or unimportant, that is just a lie from the enemy um, because you can be the start of something great. And if you feel like you have no part in a generation below you or above you, that's just a lie. I'm here to tell you that if you're older, I need people like you to pour into me. And if you're younger, there's people above you that want to pour into you and you're going to walk out for the next generations. And it just keeps going on forever. Um, But after Ephesians 3... I want to read one verse from verse 4. It says, from chapter 4, it says, Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Um, The God of the universe is calling you, and he has placed a purpose on your life for you to live out for the next generations. If you feel like you don't have a purpose, it says right here that you have a calling by God. So I just encourage you guys to live a life worthy of that calling. Be challenged today to step out in faith for the next generation, not just for ourselves, but for the glory of God. It says glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever. So I'd love to just pray that over you guys, if that's okay. Yes, Lord, thank you so much for today, God. Thank you for every heart in this room, Lord. Thank you for all the generations that are represented in our church, God. Thank you for the generations that are to come, Lord. Those that have not yet been thought of, Jesus, I pray that our faith today affects the future generations, Lord. I pray that you would instill identity in the people in this room, Lord, that they are children of God, that they have hope in a future, that their calling is greater than just for today, Lord, but it's for the generations, and that Abraham was obedient, Lord. So I pray that we'd have obedience like that that would lead to something that is just incomprehensible, Lord. Pray that a small seed of faith would be planted to grow into a tree that is just abundant in the city of St. Augustine, Lord Jesus. I thank you for this day and for all the people in this room, Lord. Let your will be done in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
Great job. Wow. Okay. Okay. That just went way better than I thought it was going to. So thank you, Lord. Psalm 145 verse 4 says, One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. And I just think about all three of our guest preachers today doing just that. But then uh, Sophie's story about her great-grandfather Ivan, one generation to another, and then that generation will declare again his mighty acts, which is what she actually, that's a fulfillment of that scripture right there. Powerful. So I just want to encourage you, like she did. If, if this is, if you're, you know, ground level in your line as a person of faith, that's definitely my, my, my situation. I'm grateful that God's just going to keep working through the generations. And I, and I might not be here, but I'll be in heaven cheering on. And it's just going to be awesome. And so what a great encouragement for us today. That God is good. God's good at being generous and God's blessing is for the generations. What a powerful reminder for our church. And I pray that our church would always be a church of the generations. Would you stand with me? I want to pray for you today. Began the message talking about the God of more, that He's a God who wants to do more, that He's a God that wants to to bring forth more in our lives, that that we shouldn't settle for a level of faith that's commensurate with what we've experienced before or what we've seen God do. And maybe that was a word for you today. Maybe you've kind of grown in, into a, a, a season where you just sort of, you're not believing for new things. You're not asking God to do more, but you're kind of just settled with what He's doing right now. I really believe that God wants to to break that shell over you today. He wants to to pull down that that thing because it's not who He is. He's got so much more for you. He's got more for your family. He's got more for your kids. He's got more for your future. He's not done with you yet. And He wants to take you from where you are to where He wants you to be. He's the God who can do, the Bible says in Ephesians 3 verse 20, far more abundantly than we could ask, think, imagine, come up with on our own. So what is it today? And let's pray and let's believe for God to do what only He can do. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes right now. If that's you today, if that's speaking to you, if the Holy Spirit's really speaking to you right now, why don't you just lift up your hand just in, a, in, a, in an act of faith, a decision, a, a putting, putting your faith to action and saying, God, I receive that today. Why don't you lift up your hand and allow Him to, to minister to your heart, to illuminate it and to, to bring forth His, His Word into your life. Holy Spirit, we need You. We can't do this without You. It's not our power that's at work within us. It's Your power that's at work within us. So we receive right now from You, Holy Spirit. We receive Your truth today. We receive faith today. We receive belief today. We receive the greater in our lives, God. I just thank You for the people that are looking to You right now for more. God, I ask in the Name of Jesus, would You do a miracle upon miracle? Would You help us to see Your love working through generations? Would You help us to see what You're doing amongst Your people? But most of all, Lord, would You help us see You? 
Because if we can see you, everything changes. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And it's in Jesus' name we worship right now. Come on. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.